In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk Vega, GTX 1080 Ti, Ryzen benchmarks, and what to expect at the Game Developers Conference. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 17, 17, 17. Yes. <laughs> Am I right? Because yes. I don't know. I may yes. have got this 17. wrong. Welcome to the Ford episode 17, recorded on February 17, the year 2017. 17, 17, 17. 17, 17. Yes. I'm Gordon Mong with co host Brad Charkas. Hey. Co- uh, I was going to say co host, special guest, because he's on so much, he's practically a guest. A uh, coast. Special <laughs> guest. Special guest, Hayden Dingman. A co host hey, of guys. the coast. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, uh, Gordon, I have a question. Uh, what did you do uh, during this rainstorm to get in? I, I know last week you, you know, you almost didn't make it in, but this week the rain's not affecting you too much. No, not at all. The rain's no. actually fine. Actually, I, 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 you know, it's not. Yeah, I think it was like nice weather. Also, another question: uh, Are vi- are uh, sound cards dead, Hayden? Do you? What do you think? Uh, I mean. Yeah, pr- pretty much. <laughs> Brad, do you have a sound card? Like, I have a sound card, but it's because I record music. I don't, but I'm getting one in soon to test it and see, hey, does it, do they actually make a difference for gamers who are used to We're going to make audio? a believer out of Brad. Are you a believer now, Adam? <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, the uh, Ryan from Creative uh, sent me a, a nice sound card to test out. Uh, only had a couple days with it so far, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I, I need to do more gaming on it. I've mostly been doing audio mixing on it, so... Okay, so and the person sitting next to Adam is actually a lawyer a from lawyer. AMD. Yep, yep, she's so tell here. Tell us not to talk about it. I'm just kidding. She's no. actually an HR person. Wants to make sure we don't do anything that gets us in trouble. Uh, I think actually, no, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, so, uh, you should introduce her. So we can't swear this week. No, no, we can't swear. Jillian, what, 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 is, your, what is your last name? Jillian Valorand. All right. So well, she just well, wants you. to that's see her. how the, the sausage is made. She's yep. heard all kinds of things about the full nerd, yep. and that's why she's here taking notes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's our biggest fan. Uh, but I do want to get on our first time. We are su- I'm su- super excited, man. Next week is going to be awesome. And Brad, I think you're going to kick it off because what? Vega and GTX 1080 Ti rumors? Possibly, yeah. Uh, GDC is actually not next week, the week after. Yeah, the week oh, after. right, the week after. I yeah, would like to point out if that 1080 Ti shows up, I did call that like six months ago. Just, just you know, I was and I forgot. I was supposed to. I was supposed to eat my words. I was going to eat. Where is it? Do we have that? I oh, will eat it right now. Oh yeah, it's on no, the. No, uh, no, wait. I, you should eat it if it gets. Yeah, I don't think you can eat it beforehand. That seems like jumping the gun here. You're right because I haven't out. Like if they never actually released the GTX 1080 Ti. Yeah, I was right all along. Yeah, yeah, but we do. We do. Don't worry. We still have the paper. Okay, you will eat it. <laughs> that, that that episode got out of hand. I made way too many promises. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. like a phone book. Uh, uh, so anyway, at GDC, as it turns out, both AMD and NVIDIA are holding big events that they're having people in talk about different exciting things. AMD's redoing its capsaicin thing from last year um, on the February 28th. As it turns out, NVIDIA's doing a five-hour thing that night. Uh, promising. Let me let me see the words. And this party is. Don't want to miss this. There's few other amazing surprises. Kind of a deal at Nvidia's thing. So you, you mean like a uh, um, a Titan XTI? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that 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 was my uh, prediction. So. <laughs> 
Uh, is it, that Nvidia thing? Is that Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. Um, they're both the twenty eighth. So Tuesday. I'm horrible at figuring out. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I've had to make a million appointments, so I got those days sorted. But so the AMD and Nvidia are having parties at the same time. Yeah, and this capsaicin thing. The t- the thing that's really interesting about both is the timing, right? Because AMD's thing, capsaicin, is going to be a live stream. You gotta f- assume that they're going to be talking about Ryzen there, right? Because there was a leaked GDC schedule before that said, "Hey, you know, we're going to talk about our recently released Ryzen processors." And at least Sue said, "Hey, Ryzen's going to be coming out, you know, early May, early March." Uh, but the invite for this particular event says they're going to be showing off uh, the hottest new graphics and VR technologies, mm-hmm. which suggests that we'll also be seeing new information about Vega, which we first saw at CES. What, when's, when's Vega actually supposed to officially show up um, publicly? Sometime in the first half. So the first half, so nebulous first half of the year. So it could pop out yeah. next week. I mean, they yeah, could, could blow us away, day. right? <laughs> I mean, that's why... <laughs> Could be. Why wouldn't wouldn't AMD and NVIDIA actually coordinate their parties? I mean, this is like... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just not nice. It's just like throwing the party at the same time intentionally. I'm sure sure they've both been planning these for months at this point. To book venues for GDC must have been months in advance. Yeah, but I... Yeah, they were on different uh, nights last year. So I, uh, I have to assume... I don't know. Maybe NVIDIA saw what day amd was doing theirs and oh scuttled over we'll take that tuesday slot too yeah but i i guess you know brad's got a point i mean it looks to us because you know the party the the news of the actual events just only came out recently it looks but it looks like man they're just messing with each other but they probably booked it months ago right yeah possibly but like if amd just i i can't remember what day theirs was on last year but i think it was also tuesday so that's why i think maybe the video is like oh we'll just move ours tuesday hope they don't move theirs Kind of like uh, kind of like E three last year when the PC gaming show was like we're gonna move into EA slot they don't use anymore and then Ubisoft was like actually we're gonna take that slot <laughs> and you guys are gonna move your press conference by an hour. So uh, actual hardware though. So do what do we know about 1080 Ti leaks? Because clearly I was wrong. I thought everybody of course said it was gonna show up at CES. I thought it was gonna show up at CES. Well. The 1080 Ti, I mean, like you said, they didn't announce it at CES. If they're going to announce it before their next generation graphics cards come out, I mean, their window's getting pretty small, right? Because GTX 10 series has been out since last May, so it's already been 9 or 10 months. So if they're going to announce uh, GTX 1080 Ti, you would think it would be here at an event since they just announced the mysterious event. Um, the rumors, just yesterday, actually, rumors popped up on WCCF Tech, which is far from reliable, so take all of these with a grain of salt. But the timing seems awfully coincidental with NVIDIA announcing this event. And uh, it says basically it's what you would expect to cut down Titan X. So much more powerful than the GTX 1080, a little bit less powerful than Titan X. Uh, rumored to come out the end of March, according to that article. So, so Do you think it'll actually... Because 980 Ti just blew everybody away, right? Because, I mean, Titan X had come out, it was like, yeah, $1,000, which is like, you know, 10 people on Earth are going to buy it. And then they... Turns out that was cheap to the new Titan X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what is it? You know, Titan X Pascal, they go for $1,500 on eBay, man. $1,500. Like, you, And you go to NVIDIA.com, it's like, you can't order one. 
It's like, get, yep. forget it. And there's list price is what? 1300 1200 1200 Goes for $1,500 on eBay. What can they really, I mean, let's just, I mean, clearly we don't know what's going on. NVIDIA hasn't told us anything. We're just, that's why we get to just make stuff up and guess. I mean, my thing is like, what else could it be? Because like, uh, you know, they had their CES event and, and judging by, so like we went to the NVIDIA event last year, I believe, and they talked about Shield TV, which nobody, as far as I know, wants, uh, and and it's great Cody had they not just talked about Shield TV at CES, I might have thought, okay, well we're in for another Shield TV event, I guess. But they just they just talked about it, so like they can't just do that again at the event, right? right. Like, we can't just like have a big event and talk about Shield TV again. And like I can't think of another Nvidia product that they would show off during GDC. So right. I can. Well, me oh, too. Late, oh, lately, I've I been can. using the uh, Shield tablet that just got uh, Android seven point oh. So new Shield tablet. That's oh, or yeah. or you know, uh, Brad has this really cool Nvidia cup. Uh, you know, maybe they're gonna mass produce those. I mean, With, monitors maybe. But what, what what do you think, Brad? I think that. Uh, one, I think that's going to be the GTX 1080 Ti because the yeah, timing absolutely. makes too much sense. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. But it also could be GeForce Now for PCs and Macs because they announced that at CES, but they said, hey, it's going to go into early access in March. So, you know, this is going to be the last day of February. It'd be a good time to say, hey, here's the details. Yeah, here's- I just I don't think that you can have, like spool out a whole event around GeForce Now. Like they announced the pricing already. Like they announced most of the stuff people care about. I can't think of an announcement they could make at GDC. Like if they already have a an event for the 1080 Ti, I could see them throwing in like a oh here's like an update on GeForce Now and stuff like that. But I can't imagine like a full hour long production, especially because they do like blow out like blow out at the Masonic like crazy. Hayden, GeForce Now is also coming to Chromebooks. I mean, no. that would actually. Be yeah, <laughs> Brad would be pumped. Yeah, yeah. Brad, the perpetual Chromebook. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Chromebooks. Everybody should buy a Chromebook and do it. I think they're great for some tools too. But I so, but I guess what I want to know is: is it is it going to be all that? Can it really? I mean, can they? I mean, if, it, if a Titan X Pascal is going for fifteen hundred dollars, can they really take that performance and sell it for? $700, whatever the, the six, six, uh, eight, uh, got. it's not going to be 700 bucks. <laughs> well, the 980 Ti was what? 650? Yeah, 650. Yeah. But that was so they could, in my opinion, pure tinfoil hat speculation here. The reason that the 980 Ti came out when it did at the price that it did was so they could kneecap AMD's Fury X, which was coming out at that time. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, we figured out what kind of performance they have. That has a closed-loop cooler. They've been working on it forever. They have high bandwidth memory, so let's toss out the 980 Ti for super cheap so they can't charge more for that. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, this one I would expect to be at least, you know, eight or 900 bucks, wouldn't you? I mean, with the GTX, you know, 1080 selling for... 650, right? 650, Yeah, but but to be fair, that was where the 980 was before the 980 Ti came out. That was the thing, was the 980 was selling for 600 ish, 650. And then when when the 980 Ti came out, they dropped that price down to like 450, 500, something like that. Yeah. And the 980 Ti came in at that list price again. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if they put it in at that 650 price point. Yeah, plus, I mean, I, I would be dumbfounded. 
Yeah. I totally don't expect that. I expect 800 bucks at least. God, I just, that to me, like $800 1080Ti's are like, oh. Yeah, I just don't think anybody gets excited about that. Uh, And and I think, I guess, I guess it also depends on like what AMD is doing, right? Because if AMD is doing the same, like if they put out a really competitive price point again on these, on the, on Vega, uh, Nvidia could do that same thing again, just a just a kneecap AMD and oh <laughs> six hundred fifty for a ten eighty Ti. Whoops. Yeah, you know what I sometimes wonder is if if Nvidia or Nvidia actually regretted actually coming out with a nine eighty Ti at, at the great price it did, which is six fifty. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they probably said like, oh man, like AMD doesn't. They made like fifty of these Fury X's cards. Why do we even? <laughs> why do we kill Titan X sales for nothing? They, you know, maybe they said, yeah, maybe, maybe Brad's right. We should have kept it at eight hundred bucks. Yeah, and, same with that four eighty, right? Like, well, they only made like a hundred of them yeah. apparently, judging well, by the list price. The yields got you better, can get them super cheap now. Yeah, yeah I know, but it took cheap. so long uh and by that point nvidia had already put out so many cards in that low-end tier that they could have just waited six months yeah well this this generation of graphics cards nvidia's shifted prices up from 50 to 100 bucks more per card so i think uh if there is a gtx 1080 ti it'll fit right in there too it'll be at least 100 bucks more would than it, a 980 ti would it have to be like i mean because the 980 ti was like 98 percent the performance of a titan x uh, maxwell do you think it'll be yep. that close? I mean, do they do they have to do that, or can they just make it only you know eighty percent or eighty five percent of it? Um, I think it'll depend. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what they think Radeon Vega has in store, which we might learn more about that night at AMD's event, actually. Right, and publicly, I mean, we haven't given uh, talked much about Vega here, but all we know is first half next generation part HBM two. Is it memory? Yeah, HBM two. Uh, everything we know about it, we learned to see. Yes, we talked to Project Jury and everything. Uh, but it sounds like this would be a great time for them to talk more about it. I'd be surprised if they do a "Hey, it's launching" like we were talking about, because otherwise they would have been saying first quarter 2017 rather than first half 2017. Uh, but I would expect them to announce more information about it. Do you think then Nvidia crap on them that night by announcing the GTX 1080 Ti? <laughs> so real quick, uh, Igloo Two uh, in the YouTube chat thinks uh, the 1080 uh, Ti is going to be uh, 800. Uh, he uh, also um, Ready Player like One, it, yeah, right. Uh, Ready Player One in uh, in YouTube thinks that uh, maybe they should make the Titan X the new 1080 Ti and release a new Titan X one step even further above which would be a titan xti right yeah yeah see we've got more people in my camp nvidia's titan x naming scheme is already complicated yeah it's already garbage (laughs) stuff like that they haven't done a they haven't they have done titan z yeah well that they haven't done a titan y they could do titan y yeah it could be or or what what about i mean we talked about the dual gpu right you know is, is now the time to bring back a dual gpu in one card yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't think so. No, but I, I'm just <laughs> disappointed. You sucks, man. Don't settle for eight hundred dollars. Come on, I mean they got to give. Yeah, I just I don't think anybody gets excited about like uh, I don't necessarily. I wouldn't fault them for making an eight hundred dollar ten eighty Ti, but I don't think anybody gets excited coming out of that. In fact, I think that that price point would earn Nvidia a lot of like, why did I even wait for this? Like the same that we saw at CES and that was just because people were mad that it didn't get announced. I feel like if they come in at eight hundred, they get a lot of bitter Nvidia people. Yeah. That are like, I can't believe I waited 
a year after the 1080 and it's this ridiculous price blah, blah, blah. even though it's 150 bucks and even though the performance is probably going to be way better than the 1080 i feel like you just needlessly upset a lot of people that right now they have in their camp i i think that as a counter to that i agree with you i think there would be a lot of blowback from it but a lot of that blowback would be from people who weren't actually going to buy it anyway i think that people who are looking for like super top of the line performance like that tend to be a little bit more price insensitive and that's part of the reason why the titan x is 1200 bucks rather than a thousand or whatever (laughs) but you know hayden's got a good point though i mean if 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 i mean yeah it's like hey it's titan x you know full pascal performance for eight hundred dollars doesn't this leave amd some more wiggle room like if vega really is like you know i don't know where it's going to stack up but it's out they're showing it it's already above it's like close to 1080 already right the leaked the the pre the, the one the that uh, marks were close to 1080 yeah they were a little bit over 1080 so, you know, if they can actually get it to, like, more performance out of the final silicon, then and then they charge, like, a reasonable price, that actually leaves, like, hey, whatever, you've got, you've got 1080 Ti, but you ain't got $800, you know, you can get this Arbega for, you know, $600. And let me, if you're, you're talking about people being disappointed, right? Talking yeah. about people being disappointed if uh, Titan X or GTX 1080 was 800 bucks, if Vega comes out and can't solidly beat the gtx 1080 at least this you know highest form i think there's going to be a lot of disappointed people because mm-hmm. the gtx 1080 has already been out for a year yeah yeah uh, but it's 650 bucks <laughs> so if you can get a 1080 performance for or a little bit above it for 500 550 then that's a good opening especially when mm-hmm. the next step up you either buy you know a, a 1080 which is the same or the next step up from video that beats it is 800 dollars. it seems like yeah, well, and, and just to jump back a little bit, I want to say I think the difference between the Titan pricing and and the reason people would be upset by an eight hundred dollar ten eighty Ti is that most of the people buying those Titans are buying them like it's like Photoshop pricing being out of control. Hmm. Like the reason it's out of control is because it's not meant for like me at home to buy it. It's meant for like people with workstations to buy those those cards. Uh, and so I think like when you say, yeah, the, the Titan has gone up to 1200, I I don't think like a corporation really cares. Like they're buying like 20 of those and like, it's an extra, you know, $4,000 or whatever. And they're they're just like, ah, whatever, we'll write it off. Uh, I feel like it's a much bigger deal pushing that 10 ATI, which is aimed at like consumers and people building gaming machines at home up by like 200 bucks. Uh, that's like a much more. Like I, I do think those people are are less price sensitive, but I still think they have like a range that they think that card should fall into. And eight hundred to me is like a little too high for those people. Yeah, I, I agree, I, and that's why I think uh, in my prediction I, is seven fifty, right? Because then it's like, oh, kind of like feels like I don't know, eight hundred just feels yeah, like seven hundred, seven fifty. I think I could see that. Adding into this is something that I actually found scouring NVIDIA LinkedIn profiles a while ago. I found uh, a job listing that was talking about, you know, uh, an advocate for PC gaming. They had a bunch of information about the future of what to expect from NVIDIA. That's where they announced, or didn't announce, but it came to light that there's going to be stuff like a premium Club GeForce Elite program and stuff like that. Oh, but one of the oh, things that were mentioned... you got to register for that, that one. That, <laughs> you need two one emails. One of the uh, things mentioned in that job profile is that they were considering doing a step-up program for 980 Ti owners. 
Huh. So a lot of people on the NVIDIA subreddit are really interested in that. Yeah, that'd and be cool. And I think that if they do that, that would be a way for them PR-wise to kind of soften the blow because this is totally going to be $800. <laughs> no, I do think that would mitigate uh, because the, a lot of people that just are buying those cards like every time they come out, like, well, I'm just waiting for that TI, waiting for that TI. Uh, at that point, you could, if it was like, hey, we'll give you back 300 bucks. Uh, all right. It's not great, but like, eh, okay. Well, how, how, I mean, how much could they offer, really? I mean, are, are you saying you would send in your old card yeah. and they would give you a new card plus some money back? Yeah, I mean, what what's what's fair on that? I, I well, mean, I don't even like step up programs like EVGA does that, right? And you can send them your old card, and then like whatever, depending on the card that you're doing, a few hundred bucks, and they'll send you the new one, and then they'll re- resell your old one as a refurbished model. Yeah, and they come out, out that way. Yeah, do they actually drop the price though? Because <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's uh, yeah, like is it is it considerable? Uh, refurbs go for for well i don't know what 980i refurbs go for but yeah it's considerable most of the time huh. uh, it's like two-thirds uh, this price it's pre-owned <laughs> pre-owned <laughs> it's not used it's pre-owned well i don't know i don't that's hard to believe that they would i mean because what's the upside for nvidia that's just and they want to make money this they're not gonna really that's how that was, was actually LinkedIn? that was said in uh, a job listing profile for an NVIDIA high level marketing job. Wow. So it was definitely in the cards, at least for consideration. So you know, a lot I, of, oh, go ahead. A lot of people on NVIDIA subreddit are really hoping that happens. So I need to open up a LinkedIn account so I can just create like fake job postings for like different <laughs> big, huge companies with just crazy things. Just, it would be you know. the only real reason to have a LinkedIn account. Yes. So. Yes. I do it. Boom. Like you want to talk about like. You want to talk about like a social media network that like everybody has for some reason, but like literally nobody uses. Man, LinkedIn. MySpace. That's oh. a that's a good one. Wait, which one? LinkedIn. Who uses it? I, they I have don't a, know. They have a big nice building right down the street from us. They're owned by Microsoft. They're yeah. they're like they're like have, they're have parties where they burn the extra hundred dollar bills right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about burning extra hundred dollar bills, uh, Don Sands in Facebook says uh, he's a dual 1080 gamer and he's totally going to buy two TIs, whether it's six fifty or eight hundred, because he's he's a uh, he's a high end gaming rig guy and he's an SLI guy. Yeah, haters yeah, that's out right. there. Yep, I am hating. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hating because you ain't got two 1080 Ti. <laughs> well, I really hope. I really hope that it's like the the these TIs are like the last gen TIs, whereas the Titan X NVIDIA just sells direct, doesn't let anybody touch them. But the TIs, they let their partners add custom coolers because I would really, really like to see that new EVGA ICX cooler hmm. on a 1080 Ti and see what that can do. I'm yeah, really yeah. waiting for that DirectX 12 to get sorted so then I can just like leave, <laughs> leave my 980 Ti in one of my slots and then put that 1080 Ti in there on top of it and it'll nice. function perfectly. We're never going to, it's never going to happen, is it? Oh, uh, wait, you're jumping to the third topic. We have to go in <laughs> order here. In fact, let's move it on to the next one because we're talking to like, when you're talking about NVIDIA, nah, I, I love NVIDIA, I run NVIDIA. The reason why their corporate color is green is because it's about money, right? <laughs> AMD, they're always in the red. That's why they like red. See, I make fun of everybody. But no, let's talk about, uh, you want to talk about good deals gamers are looking forward to and enthusiasts. It's about Ryzen. And man, the Ryzen leaks 
All right, we're, we just moved on to the next one. Uh, Adam just moved. Uh, yeah, I did. He moved a little <laughs> mover for people listening. Ryzen leaks are just coming out fast and furious, man. This is like this is like fast and furious. It's like a fo- it's like a fire hose, really. It's, it's just- crazy because like they have managed leaks for like months and months and months, and now suddenly like everything is just leaking out the sides, right? Mm-hmm. What's the so I uh, Brad? You want to? I haven't actually. There have been so many leaks, I can't keep track of them. I'm going to talk about some performance stuff later, but you want to talk about the. Uh, what what are the latest leaks? Okay. Um, well, again, just to recap something we talked about earlier, um, Ryzen is expected to probably launch during GDC because AMD said it'll launch in early March, and they had, as I said, a session listing that said, uh, join AMD game engineering team members for an introduction to the recently launched AMD Ryzen CPU. And that session is going to be on March 2nd, so... It's expected that Ryzen's going to be launching then. So, unsurprisingly, we're seeing all kinds of leaks and rumors coming out right now. Um, Gordon's going to talk some about the performance leaks. And I just but, found the, the list of all the, the CPUs, supposedly, if you, wanna, if you want me yeah, to do that or you can do it. That would be great, because uh, but they're going to be cheap, according to the leaks. Yeah, and this is a crazy thing. I mean, because I, I don't know. who I, I don't know if everybody's kept up on this, but, you know, originally, you know, they only talked about the eight-core part. Uh, they did. They have publicly confirmed there will be an army of Ryzen chips when it comes out. <laughs> so that's a, the, those are the actual only confirmed statements from AMD. You know, there's at least an eight-core part. There will be an army of them. And, of course, this is just all leaked information. So this is just stuff just coming out the seams. We don't know if any of it's true. So we, we want to yep. make sure that this, this is clear. But uh, I'm looking at a list. Uh, I think this one is from Hot Hardware, and I think they got it uh, possibly through WCCTF. I can never get their, their website name right. Um, but there's what? I'm looking at nine CPUs here, eight cores, six cores, Quad cores and then a quad core with no uh, SMT or you know their version of hyperthreading. Prices range from 130 bucks for a quad part, no hyperthreading, well no SMT, all the way up to 500 dollars for the top end Ryzen 7 1800x, eight core, 500 bucks, and that's a turbo four gigahertz. That is a hell of a price. That would be crazy if true, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I think that the thing about this is like, because really, I think a, a lot of people have been thinking, you know, Ryzen 8 core is going to put Intel in a lot of pressure. But man, they they really, if these these parts come out, quad six and fours, man, this is going to this is going to play hell with Intel's lineup, right? I mean, I hope I would love Intel to, to have to reevaluate their prices because they have I mean, we talk about NVIDIA creeping up in prices. Intel has been the chief offender when it comes to every single generation. Just like, oh, it's, it's $30 more. Oh, well, this one's $20 on, more. It's, it's only $1,723. <laughs> you buy that 10-core Broadwell E. You, yeah, you but even, even on the low uh, end, Pascal's. they just like, they, the even the low end has crept up. It seems like maybe like 60, 70 bucks over the last couple of generations, uh, which is just crazy because like the performance on those chips has gotten better, but not that much better most of the time um so yeah it would be nice for like everybody to have to sit back and reevaluate prices for yeah. once well they're i mean they're definitely gonna have to i mean man i mean like you're looking at eight core to quad core from 500 to 130 bucks mm-hmm. well that's a that's the thing is like in the past we've also had like oh you get intel because you have fewer cores but they're better cores so uh and and that may still be true, like as you said, we haven't we haven't run our own benchmarks. Oh, I, but, I'm gonna, but yeah, we haven't run our own benchmark. But I'm gonna get into some leaked performance numbers right after we talk about the pricing stuff. Yeah, it, it would be real nice if you know 
AMD finally made it so six core and eight core PC CPUs are not like a weird, oh, that's the enthusiast part. Like it would be nice if like AMD came out with CPUs that are good enough that we can finally be like a six core part is like a mainstream part. Yeah. Uh, and people can actually start using that would be great. Those sorts of cores for gaming and, and all sorts of other purposes. Because right. right now it feels like Intel is just very content to like hang out in quad core land and never. Yeah, really well, push us into six cores. This is definitely going to make them reevaluate that that philosophy. I think, if true, but you recently bought an i seven fifty eight twenty. Yeah, fifty eight twenty k. How much did you pay for that baby? Uh, three hundred and fifty ish. Oh, okay. So that is the so three fifty ish. That is a six core. Yeah. Um, uh, Haswell E, not the Broadwell yep. E, because you didn't want to pay the extra money for the yeah the, the extra Broadwell seventy e bucks for like two percent power increase. <laughs> so I mean. AMD's budget six core, which really makes it affordable. Look, we're looking, if it's true, again, we don't know. Ryzen 5, 1500 is supposed to be the model number. Six cores, SMT brings it to 12 threads or, you know, hyper threading if you're used to that. Uh, 3.2 to 3.5 gigahertz for 229 bucks. And you paid what? Three? 350 ish. 350 yeah, so like and, 130 more. And, and, they're right about uh, looking at your sheet over here. They're right about on par with clock speeds because right. that fifty eight twenty k is clocked at I think three point three, right uh, up to three seven maybe. And then of course and, that's, and that's Haswell E right yeah, yeah that's and you, and you can the, yeah. the thing about the fifty eight twenty k is it's also a really good overclocker so you can get that up to like four ish uh, for a lot of those yeah. parts but yeah, yeah like regardless two hundred thirty for the for that sort of performance would be insane right and the actual Broadwell E the current modern version of your you yeah know, it's up around like four hundred bucks four hundred bucks four hundred dollars I was just looking at it four hundred dollars so, the thing is though Hayden you you just bought one though so you, you don't. I mean, you don't think this is going to be a factor, or or would you be like, ah, you know, take it back. I'll I'll, I'll get Ryzen if the if this is true. Oh, I'm I'm I don't really need to return my processor, but I think this is going to be great for people that haven't bought in. I bought one eventually because I was like, I I mean, the, we and we talked about this last time I was on the show. Like the wait for these chips has been so long that eventually I got to the point where I had waited for like nine months to upgrade my CPU <laughs> and was like, I just need to. I mean, we we're we we're I was running the same chip as Brad, the thirty five seventy K, which is like four five yeah, years old quad. now core i5 30 no hyper threading and the like, 229 dollar gamer cpu yeah well and when i when gamers. i when i bought that chip it was fine because not a lot of games were using multiple cores and it really didn't matter uh but by the time i was like you know it, it was time to upgrade i really need the extra power so uh, but yeah, now I, I, I don't really have like buyer's grit, but 140 bucks off what I paid is, is one amazing deal. Well, the insane thing, uh, assuming the performance is there and we're going to look at some of the league performance numbers in a couple minutes. So stick around if you want to know, but check out the prices on this, this bottom end quad core, the supposed, you know, leaked, we don't know, not confirmed again, Ryzen three, 1100 quad core, no SMT. So just straight quad core. Basically, their version of uh, a, a KB Lake or Skylake Core i5 6600K. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. 3.5 turbo, 3.2 base, 129 bucks. Man, I mean, that's, that's crazy if that's real. I know. <laughs> if it's real, I mean, it's insane. There's no right? way. No way. You don't the, think so? Uh, 
What's interesting is, you know, Intel just launched the overclockable Core i3, right? The, yeah. For 170, 180 bucks. Yes. So that has two cores with hyperthreading. You can overclock it. So theoretical four cores, and that's fifty dollars more than this actual quad core part. <laughs> yeah, that was a head scratcher to me, honestly. I I did not understand the pricing on the on the chip. Yeah, I think it's the same as what we were saying. Like Intel just hasn't had to care about pricing in in a while. Like they just, oh well, we'll put our chips out and people will buy them. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I'm hoping these are true because it would be very nice for that whole market to shift down fifty to a hundred bucks on some of those parts. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people are saying in chat is that you know they they are actually excited for it to impact Intel more than they are to actually yeah. get the chips. Oh so. man, what you know that. Wouldn't that be horrible, though? It's like, AMD's like, yeah, we're back. Look at this lineup. $150 for basically your Core i5 part. Man, good job, AMD. I'm glad you got the, the Intel to cut the price of the KB Lake because I'm going to go buy one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's and like, you know what? That's like how every retailer feels when you go in, you look at it on the shelf, and then you pull up Amazon on your phone. That's when you buy your Intel chip, you're doing the same thing yep. to that retailer. Yep. That's cool. Good job for getting the other guy's price down. Now I'm going to go buy their part. <laughs> I would doubt. I would doubt Intel would drop prices that quickly, except for ones with a major gulf, maybe the 6800K or 7800K well, or whatever. So I was going to say. I think that they have. So I think Intel has an advantage in the 6700K range uh, because the the clock speeds on those parts oh. is is very very high. Uh, and and looking at this this leaked list, there is nothing on that list that comes even close to what you're getting out of that 6700K. Yeah, I think they got a turbo. Their their top again. This is all just all uh, rumors. We don't know if any of this is confirmed. Ryzen five 1400X alleged quad core with SMT slash you know hyper threading. Um, top end two three point nine gigahertz three five to three point nine a KB Lake. Basically, that would go up against the KB Lake. Uh, i7 7700k which is 4 to 4.5 gigahertz yeah but yeah and that, that's the thing like i think uh you know, 150 dollars more yeah it's it's not a KB it's not a huge change but i think there are going to be some people that look at look at intel's clock speeds and go well i'm gonna get that uh especially especially the more overclockable generations uh of intel stuff i think that they're they at least have an edge in that department right now but that's like a very slim edge because the the amount of people that actually need that clock speed is very low yeah but damn you could look especially if, for 150 bucks more you're right yeah i mean if i go i would take the i would take the 150 dollars and i would put that towards my 1080 ti for 750 <laughs> dollars like damn there you go they just say thanks thanks amd you just bought me this 1080 ti yeah no you're supposed to buy a vega park <laughs> well uh um Brad, uh, earlier in this week uh, on the PC World show, we were talking about Coffee Lake. You know, say mm -hmm. so you're you're saying that you know Intel probably won't drop the prices you know super quick, super fast, or, or you know whatever. Uh, like, how does this factor into the looking forward? You know, say say they don't drop it to be competitive there, could they do that going forward with their current strategy? That they've, oh, yeah, that they've been talking about. I think about. they would have to, especially if they're going to use a fourth straight generation of 14 nanometer products at Intel side, right? Yeah, I wasn't if, on the uh, PC World show, but can I just like do a quick eye roll for, oh, the, for the sticking with that same form factor? Oh, come on. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm just, I don't fault them, but I also am like, 
I feel like we could have just not had a release for a while and let them catch up to where they need to be. It's it's, it's for the partners. It's for Dell. It's for HP. Yeah. Every year they want to be able. It's like the OEM rebrands parts. Yeah. Like oh hey the seven thousand series now the eight thousand series. But that's what I mean. They like they they put out the news like as if we're supposed to be a little bit excited and i feel like man the one collective eye roll for okay great it's like another five percent boost I well guess. they're saying 15 percent, but Ooh. um i know but i i think it was actually a little bit of an apology actually there because people yeah. were like well like, I, I don't think their tone was wrong i just think that that it, the news itself was like oh great okay well well, the optics year. are, as they say in, in the political reporting, don't look great. And actually, as far as the pricing goes, Adam, I, I got to say, that's why I was surprised when KB Lake came out and the prices were as high as they were. Yeah. They basically said, full steam ahead, we don't care. I, I think they should have made price corrections there. Assuming this this list of all these AMD CPUs are real and performance is there, it's like, you don't suddenly look like you're reacting to, to a competitor and like slashing prices, right? If they had already cut prices beforehand... Yeah, I guess that's why the the Coffee Lake stuff uh, especially gets to me only because I'm already like we already saw so much frustration with KB Lake and the prices going up by like 50 bucks across the board for like a 5% performance boost. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so then when they say like, oh, we're doing that again, uh, that's the the reason I think that that I immediately eye roll is just because the prices already seem so outrageous on those parts. And there was so little excitement about KB Lake. And then they're like, Oh, we're doing it again. And if oh, you're okay. listening, Hayden did actually roll his eyes. So <laughs> podcast listeners, he did actually roll his eyes. So a question, it, I it, mean, it's getting hard, you know, these chips are getting so small. Yeah, it's, it's crazy hard for them to move on. We went to the, uh, so. we went to the computer history museum back in, uh, like last April, I guess. And they have a huge Moore's law exhibit hmm. and, and it was right after they had announced that they were not going to meet Moore's law. <laughs> and I, I, we went and I looked at this exhibit and I was like, Oh boy. And it's sponsored by Intel as an Intel sponsored exhibit at the museum. <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy, they miscalculated this one. <laughs> Come take this exhibit down. Yeah. Well, it's tough to keep making them smaller, as Brad was saying. So, I, you know, but there's other ways to get performance out of chips. Yeah. So, uh, processes and everything, I, I think. Well, and at this point, like the number of people who are constrained by processor power uh, is not, I think, that many people. Um, I, so, you know, actually, this, that's a good I mean, segue. I mean, we can, t- we're, I'm talking specifically game stuff and not so much like, like AI and, and deep mind learning and all that stuff. Like that's its own beast and, and they will mm-hmm. always need the processor power. But for like game stuff, man, I don't think there's been a game in forever where the processor was the issue. Yeah. And you know, actually, aside um, from Arma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a couple things. I do want to talk about rising performance because I, I ran all these damn benchmarks this morning since I had an hour <laughs> to kill at them. Whoops. But so uh, there were some leaks this morning. Or actually, yeah, I think within eight hours, the latest leak is uh, CPU, CPU some, uh, some site, although I, I did see it on Hot Hardware. Uh, uh, Paul Lilly wrote the story. Uh, there was a leak. Somebody uh, produced a Ryzen performance number in CPU mark. And wait, where is it? I didn't write this down. Hmm. <laughs> that that's really good, Gord Gordon. Let's Whoops. find. Let's find the. Uh, oh wait, let's find. So, yeah, I'm really organized. So here. real quick uh, on YouTube, uh, 
uh, Pilokun says uh, every sim racing game is pretty CPU constrained still. Uh, for yeah, the, for to, the people running that stuff. Yeah, uh, to some extent, though, I think that's also a lot of people running quad core parts. Like we were saying, Intel has made quad core like the de facto mainstream part at this point. Uh, and if you bump that up to six and eight core Intel parts, I don't think that would be an issue. Uh, it's mainly like they're trying to do a million calculations on four cores. Uh, also, Yamil on uh, YouTube uh, says, you know, e- e- even if this is true about price and performance for these, they're probably not going to have the yields, right? So if they don't have the yields, then Intel still doesn't have to, you know, counter real quick, right? Well, that's one of the big question marks with this launch. I mean, you know, we don't know price for real. We don't know performance for a year yet. But one of the major stumbling blocks is going to be yields. But you would think that they've been planning this for long enough that you would hope that part of the reason they've been teasing it for so long is so that they can build up, you know, a stockpile and yields for this stuff and have a big coming out party because it would really stink if they've been, you know, amping this up for months and months and months now. And then you're like, oh, there's five yeah. of them. Yeah, if we get the 480 situation again, like, I think that's that's going to damn them. If we get like yeah. the, hey, we it's a $200 card, but actually you're going to pay 300 because nobody can find them. Uh, I think that's the end. Like, that, that's a huge mistake on their part. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Although I, I think part of the reason we're seeing this massive lineup of Ryzen parts is AMD is going to basically sell everything. Because, I mean, the, you know, if you look at the, the lineup, there is like a there's what, two quad cores in here or two, two. There's three eight cores, which is a little weird because you have an you have an eight core 1800X. Again, these are all leaks at five hundred dollars or you have an eight core uh, uh, AMD 1700, which is three hundred and twenty bucks. And basically if you don't overclock, you're looking at a base clock difference of like 600 megahertz, supposedly, if these if this is correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Because and then you sort of like if you're like, why the hell would I pay all that for 600 megahertz? And I think it's because they probably have a feel like, oh, we've been all these out. You know what? These the 1700 part, it's not going to overclock as nicely as this 1800X. So it's pretty much a base clock. So they've sort of like, you know what? Let's just maybe in the old <laughs> days they wouldn't have sold it. Now they're going to say, let's sell every single thing. These are basically Every single die they're going to sell, I think, so yeah. sold as you know quad core, six core, and like. And I did find my numbers now. I actually just oh, put them down the wrong place. So the the there was a CPU Z. Uh, everyone used it to identify their CPUs. There's a built-in benchmark, and the Ryzen five. So again, rumors. We don't know. These are leaked numbers. If they're, I don't know. Maybe they're even made up. Who knows? But it could be fake benchmarks. Fake benchmarks. Oh, CPU bench. Oh, I said it. Oh, I went boy. there. Ryzen five sixteen hundred X. Single single threaded performance CPU bench is eighteen hundred eighty eight. So I basically have three systems set up in our lab right now for testing of future potential um, CPUs. I have a seventy seven hundred K. I have a FX eighty three seventy and I have a sixty nine hundred K. And so that eighteen eighty eight in single threaded performance is basically the same as a i seven sixty nine hundred K. So. In single threaded performance, it looks like they are still right on there with Broadwell E. That's a lot of, you know, their early demos, public demos showed where, hey, we can stand up right against uh, Broadwell E clock for clock. And that would actually back that up. But look, you're looking at basically 1800, 1900 for Ryzen. You're looking at uh, 1900 for Broadwell E. Let's see how that stacks up against FX and KB Lake. 
So for that's, Kaby Lake, uh, that's 1600 X. That's not the eight core part. That's not the, the eight core part, but you're sort of looking at single threaded performance. It sort of takes yeah, all the, yeah. the cores out of it, but I just want to give you an idea how it, so how it would stack up in IPC sort of like in single threaded, a lot of your gaming applications that really don't run all those cores, uh, 1800 again for Ryzen, uh, 1800 for Broadwell E FX eighty three seventy, sorry, fanboys, eleven hundred and eighty eight. Man, I gotta say, FX part I've not used in a long time. Those things are dogs. Well, um, the, the actually, uh, Carrie in the Facebook chat says uh, if the benchmarks and the pricing is true, he's going to upgrade his uh, FX eighty three fifty for a seventeen hundred X. Sorry, man. I, I, I <laughs> it's a, it's I'm got a nice personality. The CPU has. A, <laughs> I will say, FX parts have a nice personality. So it's uh, it's nice, but okay, here look keeps your house like, warm. Keeps no, but so yes. Oh my God, I could get into that because I, I tried to fire up a ninety five ninety to two hundred twenty watt five gigahertz AMD CPU. <laughs> Would not work on the motherboard I have because there's only like five motherboards in the planet that will run the two two hundred twenty watt chips. So I fell back to the FX eighty three seventy, but it's eleven eighty eight, so twelve hundred. But let's like, the, here's the, what matters though. KB Lake, so Core i7 7700K, single thread performance. Remember, 18 to 1900 for Ryzen, 18 to 1900 for Battle E. For a KB Lake, it's 2251. So it's it's pretty. It's a really nice delta there for KB Lake. KB Lake IPC really just hammers Broadwell, and and it's you know it's probably going to be well beyond Ryzen if if the numbers are true. And I'm then, not surprised by that. They keep there's a reason they keep. Comparing this to uh, Haswell E part, I think. Yeah, right. well, and that's that that clock speed that I was saying, right? Like that that sixty seventy seven hundred K. Is that what you just said? That you yeah, seventy seven hundred K. So that's, that's a, four five. Yeah, four five. Four five on boost. But uh, no, look, but let's look at same look CPU Z same benchmark CPU Z leaked again. Not real numbers. I don't know if they're made up or not. They're on the internet. Could be fake benchmarks. Fake benchmarks. Alternate benchmarks. Alternate. <laughs> these are some alternate results, but CPU-Z multi-threaded performance for that Ryzen 5 1600X, which is their six-core part with SMT, supposedly 12,500. Now, uh, the thing that I really can't believe here is uh, the performance of a Core i7-6900K, which is the eight-core part, and this is a somewhat multi-threaded benchmark from what I can tell, uh, although it, it runs in about 30 seconds, so, you know. I don't know how reliable that is, but it is 12,800. So this Ryzen 5, which is supposedly a six core part with, you know, SMT is basically almost as fast as an eight core Intel Broadwell E part, 12,800. And also for reference, uh, KB Lake quad core, 9,700. Okay. It's definitely going to beat a multi-threading performance. And then for that FX 8370, sorry, FX fans, uh, 7,500. So um, it's will be it will much much slower so i mean that i it's i i have a hard time believing though a six core ryzen is going to really stand up against an eight core broadwelly so it kind of makes you wonder about the benchmark oh yeah, interesting though yeah what's you know what's crazy is i, I said okay i've got the 6900k i'm just going to turn off two cores i don't i didn't want to install a 6800k i don't have time to do it 9300 so i mean really this ryzen 5 1600x is if this benchmark is correct, whatever we don't, it's just one limited benchmark. Twelve thousand five hundred versus ninety three hundred out of a Core i seven sixty eight hundred, sort of simulated. 
So I don't mm-hmm. really know if we would get that performance or not. But that's like, damn. Yeah, it could be huge. So there's a lot of talk in chat right now about uh, the uh, IPC of the 7700K. You yes. guys want to chime in on that? And, and what, what, what do you think would be compared to Ryzen? Oh, it's... Here's another one. Go ahead. I think KB Lake's definitely going to beat Ryzen in pure IPC, I think. Yeah. Like, this all ties back into what we've been talking about earlier, right? Intel's had three generations to squeeze every bit out of this by this point. This is uh, Ryzen's first. Right. This is AMD's first 14 nanometer part. And they've been comparing it against Haswell E this whole time. I think there's reasons for all that. Right. And actually, let me throw out one more. There was a leak. Uh, my God, see, it's just like the leaks are coming out everywhere. There was a leak. It was supposedly a pass mark, uh, benchmark. Uh, there was a integer and single-threaded performance. And the leak says, supposedly, that a Ryzen 7 1700X, which is their 8-core, uh, one of the lower and 8-core parts, I believe. Single-threaded performance, you're looking at 2046 is what the leaked you know, screenshot said, right? In Chinese, of course, because that's where they're all... <laughs> I. Our 6900K, so that Ryzen 7 1700X would go against the 6900K $1,000 versus a $350 Ryzen. That brought 6900K, I just ran it literally 20 minutes ago, 2200 in that same benchmark. So 2000, 2200, a little bit slower than a, than a Broadway 8 core, but a hell of a lot cheaper. And then also, you know, I um, ran, if you want to know, for a FX8370, again, got a great personality. Uh, 1,471, so in single-threaded performance. So, again, that's going to sort of address your IPC question. And then for that KB Lake part, 2,600. So 2,000 versus 2,600. KB Lake and pure IPC of those quad-core parts. Actually, KB Lake's going to give those quad-core Ryzen parts a good run for the money, I think, unless Intel doesn't lower the price. So uh, Curtis on YouTube says, uh, rumors are that AMD's current SMT is 10% more efficient than uh, Intel's HT, so that's probably why Ryzen's multi-thread is so high. Yes, although I, I don't know, because um, we're not, the multi-threaded benchmarks that have been demonstrated, you know, they did a blender test, they did a handbrake test, they're pretty much one-to-one with with the Broadwell part. So I'm not seeing that huge bump that people are talking about, although I am seeing some of these weird numbers that they're like, it's hard to believe that a six core is really going to stand up against eight core multi-threaded test. Uh, and uh, that's Apple- the thing with internet rumors, right? Yeah, yeah, but isn't it fun to talk about them? <laughs> just get so excited. And it's like even talking about the performance, you know, it's like damn. And then you look at the price that like that seventeen hundred X is three hundred and eighty nine bucks if the rumors are right versus an eleven hundred dollar yeah, Intel. That's the cost of that that six core Intel right there. The low end six core Intel. Yes, I know. I mean, it's it's insane. You can't even get, yeah, you can't get That's that. The thing. Go ahead. Even if uh, KB Lake does have an edge in IPC, I mean, it's going to be, if, if resin can get damn close and charge way less, that's going to make them super attractive. Yeah. I, I just can't see this. If all the rumors hold up, I mean, I can't see this being nothing but a win um, at this point. But I mean, we'll know in like two weeks, right? Hopefully, Hopefully. right? It'll, by, by March. Lisa Sue said by March, right? So Yeah, early March. That's public, so we wait Ooh. two more weeks. Mm. What happens if they don't hit these marks, though? What if the prices are like oh, disappointing? AMD what fans will defend it for the rest of their lives. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> I'll have angry AMD fans in my Twitter forever. <laughs> being yeah. like, it's your fault they didn't benchmark correctly. Pass them <laughs> some of my FX numbers, man, I tell you. Speaking about 
FX, one thing that makes this whole thing interesting is AMD recently said they're not going to kill their existing product lines. So FX is still going to be here. Sempron still going to be here. I mean, it's so yes, weird FX, with the prices we're seeing, though. Like, what? Uh, how could you even at that point justify they, buying one of those parts? They probably have tons of FX parts in the storage <laughs> warehouse all over the place. So imagine. I mean, those are already well regarded for budget chips by a lot of people. If you build yeah. a button game to PC, a lot of people go FX. If this quad core Ryzen part really ends up being 130 bucks, imagine how low that would push the FX series if the FX series is still around. Hmm. So that could be interesting too, is what I'm saying. So right now, FX 8370, which is the four gigahertz um, of the share part, is two hundred dollars. Like, what yep. would they cut that to? <laughs> I, that, they hundred bucks. That's the thing. If it's like sub a hundred dollars, that would be great for people, especially like people that are on on real, real low budgets, I guess. And especially some of those, like a lot of the, the emerging game markets, like in Brazil and stuff, where those parts are already really expensive for for importing. Right, uh, man. If you bring those down to like a hundred bucks. Uh, you could see a, a huge world surge, I think, in adoption yeah. of those those parts. And. And AMD sent me a FX370 system a couple months back. And yes, it doesn't perform as well as a comparable Intel part, but it can still play games. I mean, it still does pretty well in Battlefield and stuff like that. You can play Battlefield fine. You can play, I played all kinds of different games on it, and it works. So, if, you know, those lines stick around and they do get down to 100 bucks or less. That'd be pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you and I were on 3570Ks for forever. So, uh, well, yeah. and, and uh, uh, Curtis on YouTube says uh, they're giving out Ashes of the Singularity with FX chips right now. Yep. <laughs> no, no, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to, again, I have not, I have not fired up an FX part in years. That's just, just you know amd for the most part has been irrelevant in sort of performance computing um and i fired this thing up and man i don't know i i think you got that backwards they are not giving it what did you, what did you just say there adam uh they're they're giving away uh, ashes of the singularity no you got this backwards <laughs> what it is is you get ashes of the singularity you're getting an fx part for free because it ain't like it's it's not the way around because man mine i ain't just this FX, this is remember, this is the top end practical FX part. Eight, you know, eight cores. It's just like, <laughs> man, Broadwell E and KB Lake lumped this thing up like all day. I mean, like, there's like, I, I made a prediction a couple of years ago that I thought, man, you know, FX in DirectX 12, the API feature test would be just like all over, you know, Skylake. I, I ran this, I got like, so I ran a 3D Mark. It's a DirectX 12 feature test. This is going to be a great segue to get us over to the next thing. DirectX 12, which supposedly uses all the CPU cores to improve performance of gaming. Uh, uh, that A-core Broadwell E is basically 30 million points. A KB Lake 7700K, 25 million points. And the FX part with eight cores versus that quad-core KB Lake is 15 million points. I mean, I was running, and I was just running like the AI benchmark in Civ 6, and it was just like chugging, just chugging in there. I I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's a great budget part, but I, I got to wonder like if I would buy one at this point. I think I would probably buy a Ryzen over a, a budget FX part at this point. Sorry. <laughs> it's got a great personality. <laughs> it does have a good personality. Uh, we, we got a question on uh, YouTube. Uh, um... Uh, I lost it. 
Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, uh, Avalon asks, uh, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, seven, 7740Ks? 7740K? Yeah, Intel i7, 7740Ks. Which one is that? Oh, I, the I, new one. They yeah, just, the uh, new uh, one. Is it, is, it, is it actually launched or is that just a rumor? I, I don't know. He did, he didn't say. He just said if you guys had any yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I I you know eh, you know unless it's about two hundred dollars. I'm 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 not at this point. I you'd have to be crazy to buy anything at this point until Ryzen comes out. Don't you think? I mean, at this point, you just wait. You just wait. Yeah, two building. weeks. Two weeks. I mean, Lisa Sue says it'll be out in March. At this point, you just wait. As I said, I don't I don't regret buying that fifty eight twenty K when I did because I bought that back in September or whatever. Yeah. I've gotten six months use out of it already. Uh but yeah, if if it was two weeks from now, I would not be buying anything. Yeah, so if you're listening, man, I would just like and or woman, just wait. Just at this point you gotta wait to see if it shows up or not. If it doesn't, then you buy Intel. If it does, then we live in a different world. So are we uh, hopping to GDC? Yes, and that's what I want to bring us to because before Adam derailed us. Of course, that is a that is a DirectX 12, which, you know, the hype train two years ago was just all the, yeah. the beautifulness of all our all the money we've sunk into our eight core CPUs would pay off on DX12. I remember gaming. going to that DirectX 12 reveal and being real excited. Yes. And now look at where we are. Yeah. And Hayden is going to the Game Developers Conference here in San Francisco. And that's the kind of stuff they're going to talk about at Game Developers Conference, right? You would think so. But man, let me tell you about virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all we're hearing about this year, as far yeah. as I can tell. Uh, so, so GDC, they like uh, uh, the people that run GDC, which now I can't remember which conglomerate it is. Um, UBM is he okay? Yeah, so UBM, uh, they ran like a, a VR VRDC conference in LA, I think, in November, uh, and apparently that was like a big enough thing that now they've decided to fold that into GDC week also. And so now GDC is like a GDC slash VRDC VRDC like conglomerate conference. And man, they are really leaning on VR. Uh, There's like a million different VR sessions. There are a million like, so we used to GDC back in the day was not like, like, so E3 we go and we write a bunch of game previews and that's like the whole reason we're there. Uh, GDC, uh, like five years ago ish, uh, that was not really what GDC was for. GDC was like still a developer conference and you mostly went to like talk to devs about upcoming stuff or go to the GDC awards, like whatever. Uh, this year I have received more meeting requests than probably any other GDC we've ever done. Hmm. And 80% of them are VR. Like there's nothing like very big being i mean we've got like a couple of like random games like uh donald war 3 comes out right after uh gdc uh, and so they're showing some stuff and but like it is just vr the whole way hmm. um i guess because like valve started showing the vibe there and oculus you know demoed uh the rift there back a couple years ago like that show has just become co-opted by vr entirely so well, that's know. what a lot of uh, developers are interested in right now, too. Yeah. Right? And the, ind- the industry itself is interested in VR, even if the response from actual buyers have been kind of tepid. That's the thing. It feels like, I mean, it feels like a certain subset of devs, especially like very enthusiast devs that are willing to go to a, a dev conference. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's also just a lot more to talk about, uh, which I think is why there are so many sessions. Because like GDC, 
like the the vast majority of GC and and you don't see this in the public, but but the reason that like a lot of people go to this is because there's talks all day from like tons of different developers about like their art pipeline and their programming pipeline and like all these different like very nitty gritty aspects right. of game dev. Uh, but the problem is like when you're working with like very familiar tools like Unreal Four and and Unity, which doesn't change that much year to year. Uh, you get like some interesting talks, but I feel like it had started stagnating. Like there weren't, you can only give so many talks about like your art pipeline before <laughs> people are like, well, we kind of understand art pipelines at this point. <laughs> um, I feel like VR, there's still a lot of stuff that people are figuring out both in like control schemes and how you tell a narrative in VR. And so I think it lends itself a lot better to the GDC format just because you can have a thousand devs give talks about like, well, we solved this problem this way and we solve this problem this way. Uh, and so you're going to get a lot of that. I mean, not so much you at home because that's not what you're caring about GDC for, but like, as far as people attending GDC, that is like the focus this year. So a couple quick questions from the chat. Uh, if you can remind when it is, uh, it is uh, in a week and a half. Uh, it is on the 27th, February 27th through March 3rd, I guess that's the dates. So just all that VR week. talk. Yeah, yeah. Coming up pretty quick. Uh, and then uh, RM on YouTube is asking, uh, what are you guys most excited about for GDC? I mean, is there, is there anything super exciting? Um, so I'm real excited about, uh, they do this every year. They do these classic game postmortems every year uh, where they, mm. they bring in developers from like games that were made you know well for a while it was like a long long time ago uh so for a while it was like miss pac-man that was last year <laughs> they had a miss pac-man postmortem, and they're really fascinating because uh a lot of the people i mean myself included were not in the industry at that point and so it's people talking about how they like programmed sprites and how they they you know did the music and i remember uh the guy that made robotron whose name i can't remember right now uh, Eugene Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis. Uh gave a talk at Dice a couple years ago about how like one of the limiting factors on Robotron was that uh arcade cabinets at the time could only make one noise at a time. <laughs> and so they programmed in all these noises that you would basically never hear to completion because <laughs> you would hear like the first blip of the noise and uh, then like another noise would take its place. Uh just interesting stuff like that. Um, but as we move further every year from classic games and as the, the title of classic game moves further forward in time, Nintendo 64, uh, well this year it's actually, they have a Civ postmortem and a Deus Ex postmortem, uh, <laughs> Warren, Warren Spector is delivering the latter. So that should be yes. a, a very fascinating nice. talk. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he'll also delve a little into his system shock three stuff, but, uh, we'll see. Did, did the they, cool thing is, even if you're like me and you can't go, uh, all these talks wind up going up as videos on the Gamma Sutra website. Yeah, oh, cool. and the, well, and that's a, the, some of them are free. That's a, that's a, the hard part is the like a lot of the dev focused talks are not normally made free afterwards, but these postmortems pretty regularly get released for free on on Gamma Sutra and on YouTube. So that's cool. I, I just wonder, do they ever release those sounds, the Robotron sounds? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're, I mean, I think they're like literally, I mean, it's, it's motherboard sounds, right? So they're like a product of the sound chip that was on that thing. No, I was just wondering, um, cause it sounds like he, they made a bunch of audio. They never actually used in the game then. Uh, or you just never no, heard it. No, you just don't hear it. So like, so like the sound chip has a full sound programmed into it. And then by the time you actually like 
trigger that sound, you've probably already triggered another sound, and so you'll never hear like the tail end of that that sine wave or whatever. It makes me want to track down those uh, those sounds to hear what they sound like. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's cool. real bizarre, uh, and you can sort of notice it if you like end a level in a weird way. You'll hear like the conclusion of like the shot sound or like the the robot exploding sound that you would never hear playing that game normally, but. Um, yeah, those, those postmortems are always to me, like the most fascinating sessions to go to as somebody who's not like a developer, uh, because, uh, there's just a lot of like very interesting process and like project tales about, uh, like how, uh, these games that everybody knows very well were developed and like the sorts of decisions that had to be made. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to those two probably the most. And of course tracks like how to make dx12 games actually work maybe. yeah we'll see maybe yeah as long as far as actual consumer focused news go there's usually not too much about games itself coming out of gdc because it's developer focused so for consumers the thing probably to look forward to most is maybe things like these amd and nvidia events where you might actually get a graphics card because you're not going to see too many new previews coming out new games announcements and stuff out of gdc yeah, we'll probably see. I, I expect we'll see some Vive stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I expect we'll. I'm not sure. I'm hoping we'll see their their prototype controller thing that they've been working on because uh, they showed that Dev Days last year uh, in October. What, what were those called again? They're the the ones that like strap right and then have the controller like in the uh, middle. Is that what? for the for Valve? Yeah. I don't think they've put a name on it uh, yet. Uh, I can't remember. They, they, like they might have put Crescent a name on Moon it. or Moon. They look like a huge uh, step up over those gigantic Vive ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm hoping they're showing those off for real uh, this time because they showed them at Dev Days in October, and we have like Twitter pictures of them, but they haven't shown them since. Uh, and I expect we'll also see the stuff that they showed at CES, which is like the removable headband with the the headphones on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the stuff that they've done with their open source tracker. I expect we're going to see some new controller types uh, that are not coming from Valve, but I don't know yet. I don't know if any of that stuff is far enough in development. When I we- wouldn't be surprised if uh, H. It's not strictly related to pc gaming but htc has been talking about getting into like you know these google pixel type uh mobile vr headsets yeah they talked about that just the other day right uh they yeah like they're looking to make standalone yeah hardware not something where you throw a phone into there i wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that at gdc or i mean uh mwc is next week right i know they're gonna have a uh, a presence there both of those yeah Yeah. same week and mwc for people know is mobile world congress i think And the yeah, and HTC and Vive usually have like you know big setups there. So yeah, I I know Valve has a booth again this year at GDC, so uh, that's why I can I can make a reasonable guess that they're going to be showing off some Vive stuff. Uh, but it's hard to know whether they're just showing off like games uh, that are coming up. Like last year, they showed off their desktop mode and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it's cool. It's worth noting. Like this is the first GDC where VR has actually been released because uh, mm, every true. Wow, really? Yeah, because a year ago VR still was a, a coming Beta. up. Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a coming soon because huh. uh, Oculus it was Rift day or something. Oh right? yeah, the Oculus Rift launched end of March last year, and the Vive wow. launched beginning of April. So uh, this is technically the first GDC that VR is out to the public. So, so. this would be almost like the birthday. I mean, it's less. Than, it's hard to believe VR's only been out. Yeah, for, for less than a year. Well, VR that matters on the PC. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, and and like VR that people can officially buy because like unofficially you could have had a rift for four years now or whatever um 
But yeah, true. technically our first GDC with VR being like a real thing. So is it if, if, if Valve's there, maybe they'll even have some steam machines to show. right? <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> would like to talk to them about steam machines at some point because you got to wonder. Steam OS. Uh, we got one right there. Oh, no, I I, I moved it oh, for the. Moved, uh, yeah. Oh, right. Actually, yeah. I'm sorry. It was, it's not even a steam machine. It's actually a, a Windows box. Well, like oh, yeah. Alienware, like I, it seems like Link is still selling well enough that they're going to keep Link going. But uh, putting the link out kneecap the hell yeah, out of steam machine. That's the same day. It. Why would yeah. they do that? Yeah. Yeah. The link's awesome. That whole thing was bizarre. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, the other thing. Uh. is So the NVIDIA event is on Tuesday night and then the Epic press conference is on Wednesday morning, like usual, uh, very early in the morning for no reason. Uh, I guess I, I have to imagine Tim Sweeney really likes getting up at like six in the morning, five in the morning, and then like running and drinking a lot of coffee and then giving that talk. Cause <laughs> he, every like year Donald they're Trump. like nine o'clock. He starts tweeting about windows. And <laughs> <he gets jazzed>. <laughs> <laughs> every, every year they're like nine o'clock on Wednesday and it's before the show floor even opens. Nothing else happens that early that whole week. Um, but yeah, that press conference will be on Wednesday morning. So I expect we'll see some unreal four uh, stuff. Uh, and then the other thing that I think is going to probably be there um, is Microsoft's whole like HoloLens AR type stuff. You think so? Um, well, and and on top of that, there are VR stations for uh, Windows. I expect we'll mm. see oh, yeah. their presence uh, involve a lot of that at GDC because GDC for them like that's not an Xbox show, and we don't we don't see much console stuff at GDC whatsoever. Uh, so if Microsoft is going to be there, I expect we're going to be seeing their VR and AR stuff mm. a lot more, uh, which uh, cool. I don't know. Have they shipped? Have there been any of the, the VR three, the cheap uh, VR headsets? Shit? It's just going to come with the creators update, which yeah, they which don't is, have an official thing for, but they're expecting like end of March, beginning of April. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be um, about a month after GDC, which is why I, I suspect we'll be seeing some of that mm. uh, at the show. But. Uh, Plaid Plaid on YouTube uh, says, "Imagine Nvidia announcing a new G Sync module for VR headsets." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I got a crazy one. They uh-huh. may do. I was saying Enforce. They could do Enforce chipset again. <laughs> they can't do it for Intel because long story. But um, AMD, maybe they like, hey, let's do Enforce all over again, which they do did do for a while with the AMD parts. Yeah, I I just like. GDC is a weird show because it's really not consumer focused, so it's always hard for us to decide what we're covering there. Um, but man, if you care about VR, that's your week. It's going to be uh, a lot. So it's not dead, like Gabe Newell said. He didn't actually did, say did, that. That's did Gabe say that? No, he, no, he, he did not say that. It's being spun. He says, like, yeah, he he said apparently, um, yeah, I could, you know, if it dies, like, yeah, it, you know, it's possible, but apparently things are going well. They're happy yeah, with well, it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I, that's, I think that the correct tack to take for anybody that, like, I, I think a lot of the, so, so when I first started writing about VR, which now is, oh God, like four or five years ago, uh, there was a lot of like, this is going to change everything. And then like the longer we went through that dev cycle, the more it was like, ah, okay, like it's going to be real cool, but it's going to take a while. Uh, and I feel like we're still there. I feel like people that are, are naysaying it and saying it'll never take off. Uh, I think that is maybe premature. Uh, I think there are a lot of companies and, and potentially too many companies with too much money in this at this point to just like, Oh, it's dead. 
especially once we had Windows or once we had Microsoft saying like we're going to fold VR capabilities into Windows itself and sell these really cheap VR headsets. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever. I don't know if VR gaming will necessarily be the thing that puts it over. But I do think that like VR itself is not really going anywhere at this point. Um, but I do think it's also smart for anybody who cares about VR to not just say it's going to stick around forever. Like, yeah, it could die. Like we could get three or four more years out of this and then it goes away. I don't think that that would be like a a huge surprise to anybody or it shouldn't be a huge surprise to anybody. I think it would be disappointing. I think that VR is very fascinating and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff being done in that space. Um, Particular for me, in terms of like educational stuff, uh, a lot of the stuff that I've been fascinated about with VR lately has been like, there's a, a Titanic VR demo that just went up and uh, Apollo 11 VR came out last mm-hmm. year by the same devs. Uh, there's a lot of like very interesting stuff that uh, is just like being in a space that you could not physically ever go to uh, historically, um, which to me as a history major, I find Hmm. very fascinating they really made a titanic demo yeah they they're they are in the process of making something like apollo 11 vr which was just like it's awesome a, apollo yeah 11 apollo 11 vr, VR awesome. for those who haven't played it is literally just like you go to the moon and back uh and there's like very small vignettes of like this is what it was like to turn the apollo capsule around and then redock it with the the landing station and stuff like that yeah but titanic um, is like uh, oh man i don't get to get on the lifeboat no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, you, you I, I get to you get to either play uh, as um, Rose or Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Winslet or uh, Leonardo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the full experience will be like, but I find it fascinating that there's a lot of this. Uh, there's been like this big push to put out history focused content, uh, which like video games aside from Assassin's Creed, which is like a very silly take on history most of the time. <laughs> like we don't really get a lot of historical games. Um, and so it's been interesting to see VR make a big push. There's another one that's like, uh, I can, I think it's just VR museum, but I can't remember. And the guy has taken, there's like a whole repository of 3d scanned sculptures and artwork Hmm. And he has like put a bunch of that into like a, a fake museum area, but because it's like a digital museum, you're not constrained by like the space itself. So like you can like walk out of a door and all of a sudden you're outside and it's snowing and you're in like a mountain in Tibet looking at like a big statue that's hmm. in this mountain in Tibet. That's cool. Um, like that sort of stuff to me is what I will actually miss if VR were to die. I'm not going to miss like the 800, wave shooters and the you know garbage like oh it's like pong but in vr like, it's not gonna die though i mean it's just i don't know people are being well silly. uh uh carrie on facebook's asking do you guys think the vive prices will drop it all this year uh maybe i mean i would hope so but i don't think that they really have an incentive to do so yet like they're still selling a healthy clip i think when those sales slow down we might see it drop but uh, in case like, I mean, we wrote this up a couple of weeks ago, but if you haven't seen the sales, the sales statistics, I think it would be much more likely for Oculus to drop in price first. Um, really? Uh, the Vive is currently outselling the Rift two to one, oh. uh, according to the sales numbers that came out. Um, and, and who knows how official those sales numbers are. Uh, they were like based on, on leaks and some other stuff, but According to those, yeah, the Vive has sold about a million units, and the the Rift has sold about half a million units total. Do you attribute that 
Two because five had basically room scale immediately. Yeah. Where yeah. Well, and and even so, like the the Rift has room scale now, but it is so much more cumbersome than the Vive's room scale, and and in a lot of ways less precise even once you have it set up um because it was clearly like they retrofitted room scale into the design they already had it was not designed for room scale to begin with yeah well Um, i also feel like for the early adopters who are all the, the i mean that's who's buying it right now uh they want an open platform you know so it's like it's 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 nice that the oculus is trying to have a curated experience but the early adopters don't want that they just want to play whatever random thing comes out or you know test the the capabilities of what it can do yeah i think we really underestimated um like steam's influence on vive sales early on because like at the time it was like ah like people probably aren't going to want to use this rift store but like they don't have to they could use steam but the fact that the Vive is tied officially into Steam and that that whole platform, I think, is a huge help. Uh, and I also think that, like, the Vive just feels more... So, like, the thing that was really exciting about the Rift when we first started using the Rift was that Oculus had this site called Oculus Share. Uh, and you could just upload anything. Hmm. Like, it didn't have to be good. You could literally just upload some garbage you made in Unity in, like, half an hour and put it up there. And, like, everybody could download it and it rate great. it and whatever. And you would just, like, go on. I would go on there every day and just grab, like, 20 different things and just try them all out. Most of them were bad. But, like, occasionally you would find something that, like, even if it wasn't good, there was, like, an idea in there that was good. And, and that was enough to make you interested. Uh, I think the problem with oculus's whole approach is they've locked down that store so tight that there's none of that like really interesting experimental stuff it's all just like oh yeah it's really polished and like the stuff that's on there you know it's gonna be quality but there's nothing that's like i don't like that exciting factor like you're not like oh wow share yeah you said you would just come up in the morning and you'd download 10 things because each of these were like two to five minute ideas for how to purchase a single thing and it was real cool and real exciting and you still find that on steam but you do not find that on oculus yeah whatsoever. and that's the thing i feel like you find a lot of that with the vive like it's a lot of like very experimental stuff and a lot of it is free like there's a lot of just like weird free mm. demos and stuff that people have put out for the vive uh that i think tides people over a lot better than like oculus where you get like a few very good releases but they're so few and far between that a lot of the time it's like well why do i even have the oculus set up like i haven't played anything on it in three months Hmm. Uh, so yeah i don't know we'll see how that that whole thing goes but i do think the rift will be the first one to blink on prices okay uh we are running really long because i wasted all that time talking about rising benchmarking (laughs) so many numbers do we have any Questions, outstanding questions from the audience we want to address? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just put it out right here. Now is the time to ask questions. There there has been, but you know what? Just just ask questions. Ask away. Random stuff, you know, like what, what does Gordon use to, to, to shave his head? Yeah. Uh, but we, do so, we have anything on Twitter? I, well, I don't know. I don't think we even I had did. a chance because this is uh, off this uh, is an off, uh, off cycle oh, for true, us. Oh, true, true. Uh, I have a question. To, oh. Hayden, what are some of your free... Ocula, uh, HTC Vive experiences. What did you think? Some of the f- great you free, know, free go try it out. Uh, this is gonna be hard because uh, I have a very super secret way of getting Vive games that uh, <laughs> so I don't actually know prices on a lot of them. Um, I think Apollo 11 VR is free, but I can't remember. I don't know, but I do recommend Apollo 11. That's yeah, I, awesome. I, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna broaden that and not do free and just 
talk about mm. some stuff that I think is actually worth checking out. Apollo 11 VR is a big one. Uh, Arizona Sunshine, which is definitely not free, but is probably one of the best game games uh, for the Vive at this point. Mm. Um, I would say Call of the Star Seed, which was a launch title. Uh, it's like a very missed style game. Mm. Uh, and we're actually seeing, so they only have part one of that game up right now. We're actually seeing part two at GDC, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, uh, yeah, and f- Tilt Brush. <laughs> <laughs> Tilt Brush is pretty there, awesome. There's one called Way of the Wizard, I believe. Uh-huh, that That's one's a free. free. Demo. Yep. And that yeah, has a lot of depth to it. I was actually really surprised when I played that. Um, there's like a ton of depth to that thing. Um, surprising for like how small and, and simple it seems. I mean, it's still like a, you know, like most VR things, it's like 40 minutes probably max that you could ring out of it. But I spent more time playing that than I did with the actual play, paid for Everest VR. Yeah. Which uh, I was surprised uh, how short uh, that was actually. Uh, it, yeah. It tied my stomach in knots, but it was over real quick. Uh, I think <laughs> Trials of Tatooine is also free. Uh, and that's like yeah. a pretty stunning experience uh, if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, or even if you're not, it's just a very because it was made by ILM. Uh, or it's just like a very pretty VR demo, uh, and you get to deflect some incoming shots from stormtroopers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was cool because they showed that to us at I think GDC last year, and then yeah. just put it out like six months later. So, uh, and the, actually, the lab is still free, and the lab is that's great. One of yes. the best things that you can do on the Vive, and even though it was a launch title and it came from Valve. Uh, it's the Wii Sports for the Vive. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a really easy thing to to pop open and demo. Uh, there's also one that I want to talk about. Uh, it's called like Night Starry Night, maybe. It's Van Gogh. Oh Gofied. yeah, I heard about. It. I saw uh, that one. I haven't. I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm. I'm blanking on the name because it's been a while since I played. Yeah, I think it, it's Starry Night. I think it's Starry Night, and it's it's literally somebody recreated a bunch of Van Gogh paintings in 3D space, and so you can like walk around uh, through like his bedroom, and there's like the iconic sunflowers like on a mantle somewhere. Like it's just a bunch of like oh cool, very cool Van Gogh stuff all put into. Uh, a space that you can walk around instead of just like seeing it on a wall. So, you know, and these are great reasons for people needing to justify buying hardware to partners. <laughs> so, oh God, I want to check out the Apollo 11 and then this Van Gogh exhibit. And then there's a Tibetan um, monastery you can visit <laughs> and, oh, and meditate. You just close your eyes and meditate in oh, VR. It's, honey, it's that's amazing. a great idea. I, I thought you wanted to just spend more money on some dumb gaming advice. Well, that's, so a, that's a funny me. thing, no, right? It's like it's, it's VR porn. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Boom. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, right? Is like I just named off whatever seven or eight different things and like arizona sunshine is the only one that i would be like well and i guess call a star seed those are the two that are like games okay uh everything else that i've played that i've been like really impressed by has been like just a thing yeah like you just go and you're like doing a very different thing i think that's very hard for people that don't have vr to to like wrap their heads around because they think of it as like a gaming thing is they're looking for like game experiences uh i think approaching vr as if it's just like like making memories, like going, like visiting a place is mm-hmm. a much more mm-hmm. interesting way to look at that platform right now. Along those lines, one of the best uh, gamey experiences I've had uh, in VR is Minecraft. Like I, I've played a lot really? of Minecraft and yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a completely different experience. Like being there, you, you've got an iron stomach, man. Cause uh, that yeah. makes me yeah. real sick. They've yeah. got like that. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, are you playing on the Vive though? Cause you uh, can also mod that 
unofficially to play on the vive which works a lot better for me oh yeah i mean it, i was playing on the rift and it, it didn't it didn't bug me yeah. uh but do, we do have some questions coming in uh really awesome. hard-hitting questions uh from uh here's the first one on the facebook from abdullah she says gordon have you lost weight uh i think it's just the camera angle mm. so the thing is you don't know like and when i'm on the pc world show i sit where hayden's sitting you're on the edges of the camera, makes you look fat. Mm. So I'm sitting in the center, makes okay. me look thinner. All right. Uh, ne- next question, uh, Brandon Lee on YouTube asks, can you give me a Ryzen CPU? Um, <laughs> really hard-hitting questions here. I mean, I can give you an my, FX my- part. <laughs> it's got a great personality. <laughs> Uh, okay, I got some Very real nice. questions. I got some real questions. Uh, this one specifically for Brad uh, from RM on YouTube. Uh, what CPU are you looking forward to upgrading your i5 3570K from? I'll be honest. The reason I haven't upgraded yet is because I'm waiting for Ryzen. I'm going to see where that comes out in both performance and price, see how it stacks up to KB Lake, and make an informed decision from there. Just like I you know, preach to everybody who I write articles for, you know, make informed decisions. So I'm waiting to see where everything falls. Are you going to do the cheapskate thing again and do just quad no SMT or HT though? No hyperthreading? No. It depends what the Ryzen lineup ends up doing. Nah, he's going for that I mean, $500, if, if I was, eight core. Yeah, <laughs> that $389 part, that's eight core with hyper threading or SMT or whatever. Yeah. That's rumored. That looks pretty interesting to me. Me too. Uh, if I end up sticking with KB Lake, I'll probably end up with uh, 7700K. Yeah. Cool. That seems like a good uh so uh the naked nerd uh on on youtube i, I don't know if it's a play on the full nerd uh <laughs> uh ask uh gordon are you ready to eat paper uh as it looks like we will get an eight core cpu under 700 dollars you know i said 500 dollars though that would uh, you be did i the said yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now am i right if they do a 300 hundred dollar ryzen i mean that still would be if eight core eight- under Five hundred dollars. But if they do a five hundred dollar and a three hundred dollar one, I mean, even right. the, even the top one is only four ninety nine. So technically, yeah. I think you still eat. I said five hundred dollars. I'm just saying if it's. Good. I will eat. I, I will eat, I eat all that, that paper. paper. Yeah. I said seven fifty. I said seven hundred seven fifty bucks for rice. I think I said. Yeah, I think I said, I think I said eight hundred. <laughs> I still feel safe because I just made one prediction, and it was that Star Citizen wasn't coming out this year. <laughs> That's and you too know easy, what? Too like, I still feel pretty good about that. <laughs> so yeah, I you don't were know. Sure. You weren't here at the live show because what happened is we kept talking, just be like, "Oh wait, it I just got kept going." Oh, uh, just kept yeah, going. we were like drunk people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know they're gonna come out. Titan X will be five dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We have like about thirty pieces of paper we have, <laughs> yeah. and we uh, will do it. We will do it. Uh, Ready Player One on YouTube is asking uh, Ryzen XFR or manual overclock. I don't know. Uh, XFR is the, of course their uh, uh, autonomous overclocking that they're going to do. Right, the higher clocks. I have no idea how it works. I, you know, again, I I can't pass judgment till I have actually tested it. I think mostly for most for most overclockers, they do like to manually overclock, you know, so I, I would think, interesting, though. yeah, it does. Well, but, you know, we'll have to actually see it in practice when we can talk about performance numbers out of mm. it. So, 
Uh, the idea behind that is basically that the chips will intelligently scale up the overclock depending on the cooling capabilities. So if you have like a air cooler to go yay high, if you have a liquid cooler to go even higher, if you're using liquid nitrogen to go even higher, it's interesting. But you hmm. can't talk like Gordon said. You can't talk about it. Take a try it. And then, you know, there you know, Ryzen itself was is going to be somewhat complicated for benchmarkers. I mean, between XFR, it's like so. Am I what am I running for a cooler? Do I run a Wraith cooler? Do I run a you know CLC? Do you do, do custom water cooling? MSI is doing some of that stuff, right? Uh, or is it ASUS that's doing like one button overclock? Oh, I'm sure they're going to yeah. do it, but I, I just no, sort of I mean, think- I mean, already is doing it for for Intel parts. I distinctly yeah. remember when I was doing my putting in my 5820K that I had the option to one button overclock. But. Yeah, MSI does MSI does that with a physical button. ASUS does it with mm. uh, software. Yeah, okay. But for for someone testing it, when you're testing it, you sort of you can on an Intel part or an FX part, you you, you as long as you give it adequate cooling, it's not going to change the performance. Mm-hmm. It, with XFR. You know, just you, just as a reviewer, if you're using air cooler versus using a really, you know, hopped up CLC, you might actually see more performance. So it makes it really weird for the person benchmarking it. Cool. Uh, Alexander on YouTube is asking uh, if we have any thoughts on newer headsets coming out like the FOVE. Oh, newer newer VR headsets. Yes, not yes. Audio oh, I'm headsets. sorry. Oh, I thought you said. Yeah, I was. I thought we were talking audio headsets yeah. for a second. Uh, no, not really. I think that it's still, for the most part, a, a two company game uh, until we like see something actually very impressive. Like I, I tried FOV, uh, which I just think of as FOV. Uh, I tried that mm-hmm. at GDC like three years ago when, at the time, it hmm. was like a 50 pound thing that you had like a backpack you had to wear and also and like it worked okay at the time but we haven't tried it since then uh so we'll see and and same with starbreeze uh starbreeze's headset that they uh apparently now are using so imax uh just partnered up with uh starbreeze and the vive uh htc to uh make like a vr arcade down in la uh, and I'm hoping to get down there at some point and check it out. Uh, but I know they're using some of Starbreeze's headsets down there, um, which is only interesting because those aren't even on sale to to the public. Which makes me think they're not going to go on sale to the public. Like clearly they're in a state where Starbreeze is like this is done. Uh, but given that there's like five screens or something in each of those uh, headsets because they have like a ultra wide FOV, hmm. uh, I just. I don't think that they're actually going to end up selling them. I think it would they would put a $1,500 price tag on that, and people would be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, I mean, there's applications for it. Yeah, so there's applications, but, like, now we're going back to the 90s, right? Because, like, VR arcades were, like, a big thing in oh, the God, 90s also. So, oh. uh, they, really? I in the mall. That. Yeah. yeah, they had one actually right down on the Embarcadero at the time. Uh, I think Sega ran it. They oh. had uh, the VR arcade on the Embarcadero. <laughs> That's wow. funny. I miss arcades. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Tobias 47 Reaper on YouTube is asking, I have a Xeon X5670 and a GTX 1070. Time to upgrade the processor? Question mark. Wait, which one? 56? I got to look that up. <laughs> Xeon, Xeon, no one understands any of the models. Xeon X5670. 5670. So, it doesn't, that's before they As had well? a V2. It is a, for the audience and for myself, according to ARC, it is... Oh dang! This is uh, six core, HT. Oh man, I really hate what they did the arc. Uh, it's a Westmere. Oh yes, actually, I would actually uh, upgrade. Honestly, you're looking at a six core Westmere at this point. Although clearly, wait for Ryzen, see what's going on. 
my reason is you're basically the, so for people who aren't familiar with that, that's basically uh Nehalem, right? The original core I seven Westmere. Actually, you know, one step past that, this is the 32 nanometer six core part. Uh, that was Westmere. Um, the, it's still a usable machine. In fact, my son has a six-core uh, Westmere for his gaming rig, hmm. but a lot of the stuff around it, I mean, th- th- there's like no SATA 6. There's no USB 3. There's no PCI 3. It's basically, you know, it's a lot of the hardware, a lot of the surrounding chips, a lot of the other supporting chips, just ancient, ancient stuff. So I would think actually you will actually see a nice little bump going to an 8-core Broadwell E, you know, a KB Link or a, uh, or a Ryzen part if 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 you are doing you know multi-threaded tasks, definitely go into an eight core, ten core. Of course, that's seventeen hundred bucks. But hell, your chip back in the day was fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> so yeah. All right, I've got uh, two last questions. Uh, first one, Pilo Kuhn, uh, do you think we will see Ryzen motherboards without additional Southbridge, as Ryzen seems to be a system on chip? Yes, uh, those will be into the probably for the mini ITX form factors. Like really, really small. I mean, that the whole idea there is you drop it into a, a big motherboard, you get all the extra bridge from the South Bridge, and then they're going to make it so you can put it into little tiny machines and have all the functionality integrated into the CPU. You don't even need much on the board itself. Nice. All right. Uh, then last one, uh, lackluster on YouTube. Uh, right, Ryzen ITX, is it really a thing? Mini ITX? Mini uh, ITX is uh, getting more and more popular. I think every year, right? I'm. Did he, did he say Ryzen ITX? Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I'm. The only thing I can think of is this sort of just. Ryzen. It's part of the previous question because it's it is a it is an SOC. Mm. A mini ITX board they could possibly make it even smaller because you don't need the South Bridge. It basically has to be big enough to put a couple of uh, SODIMs on there and then the chip itself. So it could be really you could have a super tiny eight core Ryzen system possibly. I don't. Well, they. They did announce, uh, I forget the terminology for it, but they did announce a mini ITX variant, you know, motherboard chipset for Ryzen at CES. And there was at least one board on display that was mini ITX. I would, ex- mini ITX typically tends to roll out more once, you know, a uh, new chip family is established. I mean, the first initial blast is always tends to be the full size standard parts. And then you get into the cool variants and stuff like that. And I would expect more of those to roll out as time goes on. But they definitely already are setting the stage. They definitely has already announced the chipset for Mini ITX. Cool, cool. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Yes, let's wrap it up because John Phillips, our boss, is going to come in here and yell at us <laughs> any minute. And now. I'm hungry. And I we're just hungry. noticed your phone rang twice. <laughs> yeah, it was John. Yeah, it was John being yeah, like, "I'm coming. Like, Get off. <laughs> Get back to work." Also, uh, Abdullah does think you're secretly working out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've been walking more. I've just started That's to walk. That's it. Yes. And then it's because I, uh, San Francisco's, yeah, it's San Francisco's crazy town. Uh, I'm going to wrap us up here. Hey, man, still 17, 17, 17 episode. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for seeing. Oh, thanks for what? <laughs> I did. Earlier when you said it, I didn't realize that today was the 17th. So, yes. okay. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's episode I'm, 17. I'm, you know, I got a lot of buttons back here. February I need to push. 17th. I just, I, uh, you know. 2017. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Check back in two weeks, probably. Maybe a little longer, yeah. depending hopefully, on all the stuff. Hopefully. 
Right. Hopefully we could do one GDC week. Hopefully we can make yeah, that work. Think, well, because like, if all this stuff does come out, it would be great to talk about. Well, yeah. not only that, but last time, I mean, uh, you know, PAX, Gordon and I did some post-show streams, so maybe we'll talk about doing something like that uh, That'd be GDC. Fun. That'd be yeah. fun. Depending on what we can talk about, uh, if we may be handcuffed, so maybe we won't be able to talk about stuff, hopefully. We don't know, right? Who knows? We'll have dueling nvidia amd events to uh, go the to. question is which party you going to go to brad will is on the east coast so just snow, I mean, just snow for brad <laughs> for I mean, us nvidia is like, repeating their theme or uh, amd is repeating their their spicy theme from last year so yeah but see the thing is you got it no, and i were dragging this out even more you, when you go to the party because look they've scheduled two parties like think of it this way audience so if you got if you don't go then they're like What's up? You, hey, it's like a personal insult because you didn't go to the party. But then you have like two friends that are that hate each other, but you're still friends with both of them. But if you got to show up to both parties, how do you pull that off without getting in trouble? Well, I think you wear a jacket that's reversible and it's oh. red on one side and then you flip oh. it inside out and it's green. So then you're covered on that. I say, oh, nice. I got to go. The, oh, you know, I got to go put money in my meter. It's like what? it's like nine o'clock at night. Oh, it's San Francisco. Oh, OK. And then you just don't. Come oh, I got to right? go let my dog out. Then you run to the other party. Say, how's it going? Make sure they see you. And then you run back again. Yeah. Yeah. OK. That way you just steal the food. Yeah, and you know it's not because people are like, oh, they're just going to feed you. It's like you don't go. You're like, you're like, whoa. <laughs> hey, man, you didn't yeah, go. Think of, you don't think if you don't go to your best friend's party, they're going to be like, what's up with that? Hey, what's up? <laughs> so I'm not just uh, not insulting you. I, I was busy. I was busy. <laughs> all right, okay. All right, I'm really going to wrap it up now. Check back. Hopefully, maybe next week we'll do a quick full nerd if we can from GDC for audio listeners. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments. We really need them at the full nerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Special guest Hayden Dingman. See you guys. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Uh, and don't forget to leave us a review. Peace. Leave you. You're fired.